Today on Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, what is it about the Falcons' fascination with the Chicago Bears organization and everybody that they're bringing in through all of that? We'll talk about all that. Plus, Adam Silver, I think, is again, lost his ever-loving mind. This is Hitting Hard with John Chuckery. We welcome you into episode five of the show. We want to thank you so much for being part of the audience. Remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's at Locked On Sports Atlanta. And uh, we want you to be a part of the community there. Leave us some comments. Leave us some thoughts about what you're hearing, what you like, what you don't like uh, out of all of it. But definitely subscribe to the Locked On Sports Atlanta podcast series. And uh, we really appreciate you being part of this family. Don't forget, you can follow me on Twitter at JMCH316, at JMCH316 on Twitter. And we got a lot to get into today. But first, I want to tell you that this episode is sponsored by our friends at Rock Auto. Listen, we know a lot of you out there are do-it-yourselfers and you want to get your car fixed and this, that, and the other. And you're used to just having to go to one of the big chain stores, right? Just go to the big chain store and you got to give them all this information about what I got, what variety, this, that, and the other. Sometimes for some people going in there, it's a little bit intimidating to be a part of all of this. But, you know, when you go to the big box stores, you're going to get whatever they have in stock or whatever it is that their warehouse carries with all that rockauto.com is changing the way that you shop for auto parts. So you're going to save time and money with Rock Auto because let's face it, if you're going to one of the big box stores and one of the kind of national chain stores, you're paying 30, 50, 100% more for the same parts than you would be at rockauto.com, for instance. So you look at the family business and over 20 years of service that Rock Auto has provided, you've got always reliably low prices for your customers, and you think about all the different varieties and all the different types and styles of parts and everything that you need, Rock Auto is going to have on. So whether it's brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even carpet and things like that, okay? I mean, if you're a do-it-yourselfer and you want to get things fixed right you and you want a variety of different parts and selections for whatever it is that you need, rockauto.com is the place to go. Check out their website, rockauto.com. And if you go to rockauto.com right now and you see all the parts that are available for your car, for your truck, what have you, I want you to write locked on in the how did you hear about us box. And let me say that again. In the how did you hear about us box, type in locked on. Okay. That way you know that we sent you over to rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, hitting hard with John Chuckery here this morning. And I got into a whole bunch of Twitter arguments with folks yesterday uh, at JMCH316, as I mentioned on my Twitter page, and definitely subscribe to Locked On Sports Atlanta. What is this fascination that the Falcons have with the Chicago Bears organization and the signing of all these guys? So let's talk about the numbers First, okay, in the last two years, there are 14 former Bears players or coaches or their GM that's on the Atlanta Falcons staff. Now, Ryan Pace, who was the previous GM up until this past season and got fired, okay, he wasn't, he, he didn't decide to move on to bigger and better things. He was fired. Why? Because their organization isn't any good. That's why. Okay, we got that in place. But over the last couple of weeks, the Falcons have signed five former players that were with the Bears last season. Now, here's my problem with this whole thing is why are we relying on 
finding pieces in parts all across the NFL. And we're finding, we're, we're getting a whole bunch of pieces, parts, coaches from one of the worst organizations in the NFL. You know, as bad of an organization as we are, the Bears are probably worse. And that's where we're going to. Well, you go where you have relationships and you know people and all that stuff. Well, why don't we use the Saints and the Tennessee Titans, for instance? Those are good organizations. Those are organizations that have a lot more figured out than the Chicago Bears. Well, you know, they're on cheap contracts. So out of all of the thousands of players that are available in the NFL today, out of all of the guys that are available, the only ones we can sign are all the former Bears. All the guys who played for another loser organization these last couple of years. See, this is my issue with the whole thing. Take Auden Tate, okay? I like the Auden Tate signing. Why? He's a guy that because of injury and things like that, when you look at the Bengals, they drafted Jamar Chase last year. He's the offensive rookie of the year, right? Blows up. T. Higgins is a thousand yard wide receiver. Boyd has a monster. They've got lots of wide receivers. They've got lots of weapons. Tate's a guy who's been hurt, but he's got some upside and he's played with a Super Bowl team in the Bengals and basically is pinched and squeezed out. Okay, the Falcons go and identify him and bring him in. I don't know what Auden Tate will be, but I can understand and like the circumstances from which he came. You take Damian Williams and Effetti and all these guys, great. Effetti's a first-round pick who's on his third team in seven years. Why is that? Why, why do you think that is? And it's not a matter of the head coach had a relationship with him. The GM had a relationship with him. No, it's because the guy who's helping our GM had a relationship with him. That's why those guys are, are here. Well, Dave Ragone. Sorry, but Dave Ragone's not a decision maker in some of this stuff. That, that's what you have Terry and Arthur for. That's what you hired them and gave them millions of dollars for, is to help put this together. And you fit the offensive philosophy. Ragone is fitting Arthur Smith's philosophy, not the players fit Dave Ragone. See how that works? That's why you have a guy that's a head coach or with the OC. It's his offensive. This goes back to what we talked about for years with Seattle. I don't care what you want to call Gus Bradley or Dan Quinn. You can call them whatever the hell you want. But the real D.C. in Seattle is Pete Carroll. The real D.C. in New England is Bill. You can tell me about Romeo Cornell, and you can tell me about who's the guy that coached the, the Lions and all this stuff. You can tell me all that nonsense in the world. The real D.C. in those organizations is their head coach, and your coaches adapt to their philosophy. So I don't want to hear about Dave Ragones, the O.C., and we got to get the players. Up. No, they're fitting Arthur Smith's system. He's the offensive mind. That's why he was brought in here. That's why they went with the offensive guy over the last, you know, two coaches that were defensive-minded guys. But why are we so fascinated with going to bad organizations to load up our roster? Are you telling me there are no cheap players available? The whole thing about Terry Fontenot was his expertise was in the area of identifying NFL talent. That's what he did for the Saints is head up their NFL pro player personnel. Wouldn't this be in his wheelhouse? And now we take every cast off. It'd be one thing if the Falcons were trying to make a move where they were involved in a trade with Khalil Mack 
or Robert Quinn or Daryl Moon or somebody that actually has talent on the Bears. It'd be different if it was that. But we're not. And, and people are like, well, we don't have the cap space to go get those guys. Well, yeah, no, duh. But why do I want all their castoffs that they don't want? Why do I want all the guys that a bad organization doesn't want? Hello? Is this on? Is this camera on? That's my problem. 14 coaches and players from an organization that's one less than the Falcons have. I want my general manager to go, you know, I like Rashawn Evans. Okay, here's a guy in Tennessee. They just loaded up a big deal with Harold Landry, and they got other guys in place. He's a former first-round pick, squeezed out. I get that. And they're a good organization. Why are we looking for players from there or the same? Of all the teams across the NFL, last year we were bringing in a Jets offensive lineman. We bring in an offensive lineman from one of the worst organizations in the NFL, and guess what? He couldn't start over Jalen Mayfield. That's how bad he was. He couldn't beat out Jalen Mayfield to get on the field. And we still signed him for $2 million. Are we trying to get better as an organization? Are we trying to get better? Our roster is so depleted that why am I going and getting cast-offs from bad organizations? Why am I identifying guys that were part of winning organizations that for whatever reason got squeezed out? Now, when we get back, we're going to expound on this a little bit more because now it's all about the draft and all that. Okay, well, I'll explain all of that coming up next. It's Hitting Hard with John Chuckery on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Back with you on Hitting Hard with John Chuckery on Locked On Sports Atlanta as we'll continue to talk about the Atlanta Falcons and this fascination that they have with the Chicago Bears organization. But first, I want to tell you a little bit about our friends over at Bet online. Now we've been talking about these folks over the last few shows. Look, the Masters is today, right? Everybody, we got Braves opening day. I mean, think about what today is in in the state of Georgia. We got Braves opening day today. Hawks won last night. Okay, we got the Masters starting up. Got all kinds of things that you can start looking at betting on. Bet online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports scores, all kinds of stuff. You can go head over to the website. It's betonline.com. Check out all the different things that they've got. They've got the Vegas casino games. they got all this kind of stuff. Hey, you feel good about somebody at the Masters? Put a few bucks down. You think Tiger's going to win it? Put a few bucks down. You think the Braves are going to win today? Put a few bucks down. Right? Got all kinds of things you can bet on. It's a great time to be you know, a sports fan here in the Atlanta and the Georgia area. So go to betonline.com right now. Check it out. Bet online where the games start. All right, as we continue here on Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, this fascination with the Chicago Bears and all the coaches and players and this and that, hell, we'll go get their hot dog guy and their nacho guy. And all. And by the way, it's not as though that the Bears couldn't have signed something. The Bears right now are sitting with $15.5 million of cap space. Let me repeat that, $15.5 million of cap space. So if they wanted any or all of these guys back, you know, all the guys that helped get their general manager fired. If they wanted these guys back, why haven't they? Do you know why Stephen Means and Fabian Moreau aren't signed in the NFL? 
because they stink. Because they're no good and they're with a loser organization and weren't any good with them. And now we're going down the same road with a, well, they're just one-year deals. I don't care. I want the Falcons to get better. I want them to identify players that are part of the solution, not continuing the problem. Just because you don't expect to win or this year's a waste or this year's a throw in the trash can, even though your head coach and your general manager aren't going to tell you that. Well, they're tanking. Okay, here's what I want you to do if they're tanking. I want you to go up to Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot, and I want you to tell them that you are that you want them to tank. I want you to go tell them that. I want you to get them on your radio station and interview them and saying, Coach, um, are we going to tank this year? Ask him that question and see what kind of answer that you get from him. Think he's going to be real open and receptive to that? So if we're – because we wasted last year, and that's basically what it was. It was a waste. Now that we know how the whole Matt Ryan situation, it was a waste. Hell, we could have moved on, traded, done. We could have done 25 different things, but they picked the worst thing possible to where they got to eat all this money this year, blah, 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 blah. And now this is where we're at. Well, they've got a draft really well, Chuck Ray. Cool. What about last year's draft? What about the guys they drafted last year? What about their middle-round picks of Jalen Mayfield, Drew Dolman, Darren Hall, and Taquan Graham? Well, Chuckry, those guys are going to be better this year. Cool. So you mean Jalen Mayfield won't be the worst interior offensive lineman in the NFL this year? Whoo, man. Oh, I feel better. Gee, thanks. So my third-round pick won't be the biggest disaster in the NFL this year. Whew, man, I feel a lot better. You mean my second round pick in Richie Grant might actually play more than 23.5% of the snaps on defense this year. Whoo, man, that's great news. Hey, let's celebrate and throw up banners. Hell, you better get something out of them when your picking is high and you trade up in the second round to go get a guy. You better get more out of them, and you better get a crap ton out of this. And by the way, we're not talking about just drafting starters. Well, we got to get four stars. No, let me tell you what you got to start getting. You have to start getting Tristan Wirfs and Micah Parsons. What are they? Second year, first year guys, first team all NFL. Let me repeat that slower. First team all. All NFL. That's the caliber of guys you have to start drafting if you want to turn this thing around sooner rather than later. Not, well, just give us a few years with our picks and everything will be fine. I mean, again, there's a way to go about building this. There's a way to go and get your roster fixed. Go find me guys around the league. I wanted Derek Barnett, for instance. Okay. Could we, you know, he re-upped, I think it was with the Eagles. I want guys that for whatever reason have gotten squeezed. Not, hey, here's all the guys that aren't getting signed from another bad organization. That's what this is. Well, they're just cheap guys and they're just roster fill. I don't want just roster fill outs. 
that I can take Stephen Means and Fabian Moreau if I want that. If I want, if I just want guys to fill out my roster, I can bring in Fabian Moreau and uh, Stephen Means and guys like that. I can bring all. I can bring those guys in. I can bring them all back. You brought back Isaiah Oliver for one point two five million dollars. Another one of the great second round picks of the Falcons. Well, they're not. They're they're some vet minimum. I don't care what they are. They're not coming from a good organization. You're loading up with a bunch of guys who just got the general manager fired. Because when you can't identify talent, you know, you can't, it's not just a matter of identifying talent at the fourth pick, the third pick, the eighth pick, the seventh pick. It's about evaluating talent in the second, in the third, in the fourth round, finding guys like that. You need to find guys like Grady Jarrett in the fifth round that way outplay their rookie contract and they deserve a big second contract. Not, hey, I'm a first-round pick, and I've gone on three franchises in six years. I'm just looking for a home. I'm looking for love in all the wrong places. Come on. This is, this is not that confusing, is it? I'm not excited about 14 former Bears as part of this. Hell, we should have just hired Ryan Pace then. Hell, if this is all we were going to do, what the hell do I need Terry Fontenot for? Hell, I'm just going to elevate Ryan Pace to be my general manager, and we'll just go load up with all his guys. And then we'll flounder around, and people will be like, well, I don't understand. We brought in all these camp bodies. We brought in all these guys to, you know, compete. I mean, I'm hearing like Effetti's going to compete with Caleb McGarry. Cool. That's like being the nicest guy on death row. That's what that is. I don't really have an answer. I'm, You know, let, this is the difference. You want an answer? Okay, so we got Caleb McGarry, who can't play right tackle in the NFL, and they bring in a Fetty. Well, we're going to compete. How about this? Last year, if we'd have drafted Panay Sewell with the fourth overall pick, I'd have put him at right tackle. He was one of the best offensive linemen, especially for a rookie in the NFL. Play him at right tackle, Jake at left, okay? And in a couple of years, I swapped them. And I've got Lindstrom, and I've got my answer at left tackle long-term, and I've got a place for Jake to play, and I've got a good guy that can grow and develop at right tackle. Now I have an answer. Not just, well, let's compete, and we'll we'll bring a guy in and compete with Caleb McGarry. No. The difference between answering the question and putting a Band-Aid over it, because that's what a Fetty is. He's no long-term answer. Well, we'll just go draft a guy. Where? The eighth round? Is that where we're going to go draft him? You didn't want to draft him last year when they were sitting right there to start fixing some of the things. I don't care if this is a throwaway year. It shouldn't be a throwaway, throwaway year on developing talent, on bringing in guys that look like they're part of the solution on bringing in guys that can help turn the thing around in a positive direction. You still have to do that through the draft. But again, why are we going with the worst or a worse organization than what we are to go load up our coaching staff, roster, front office, everything else? I thought we were new and creative in all this. Hell, we could have kept Dan and Thomas if this was what we're going to do. All right, when we get back, has Adam Silver lost his mind? I think he has. It'll be sort of a what's bugging Chuckery. Coming up next, it's Hitting Hard with John Chuckery on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Back with you on Hitting Hard with John Chuckery here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. 
Follow me on Twitter at JMCH316. We want you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Give us a like, review us, tell us your thoughts about what we are doing so far. Appreciate everybody being here with us on a uh, another glorious day as it's opening day in Major League Baseball. It's opening day at the Masters. Hawks win last night. All kinds of good news going around at Atlanta. Uh, what's not good news is listening to what Adam Silver had to say as the NBA season is coming to a close. So in talking about Ben Simmons and the situation with the 76ers and the arbitration and the grievance and everything that has happened with all of that, Adam Silver said that the trend of star players not participating in a full complement of games is one of his bigger concerns moving forward. Quote, I'm not standing here saying I have great solutions. Part of the issue is injuries. One of the things we have focused on at the league office and we're spending, we had begun to spend a lot of time on, pre, on pre-pandemic are things that we can do in terms of sharing information, resources around the league to improve best practices, rehabilitation. Okay, that all sounds great. And then he says, well, the other way we can get at it is in terms of player participation is creating other incentives. The play-in tournament, I thought, was the beginning of creating renewed incentives for teams to remain competitive and be fighting for playoff position. It might be through in-season tournaments and changes in formats where we can get at it. How is adding a whole bunch of more games, getting players better, elongating the season, like this is this is mind-boggling. This is mind-boggling. So the solution to why stars don't play is to lengthen out the season and add more games that they have to play. Tournaments, play-ins, all this, that, and the other. Like, what sense does that make? Then he goes on to say, I have also said in the past, if we have too many games, that's something we should look at as well. Okay, Adam, I have my hand raised here. Call up John Chuckery. I'll give you my cell phone number, and I'll explain this very quickly and very easily about why this is nonsense. I'll explain to you why playing 82 regular season games and the idea of some tournament during the year and some playing extra rounds and games and stuff like that, why that's ridiculous. It's already way too long of a season. And then we don't want to have back-to-back nights in the state Cool. So we start in August and we end in July. I mean, that's what we're talking about here. The, the, the regular season starts in what? Late September, early October, and goes through June for the playoffs to be done? Do we need that much NBA basketball? I, I'm being honest. Do we need that much NBA basketball over the course of a season? He says, Quote, it's something as we sit down and we're looking at new media deals and looking at new collective bargaining agreements that we will be studying. There wasn't any banging of the table or anything like that. From my discussions with players, they recognize it's an issue too. The style of the game has changed in terms of the impact on their bodies. I think we've got to consistently assess and look at marketplace going forward and say, what's the best way to present our product and over how long of a season? Okay, cool. Here's what I want Adam Silver to do then. I want him to go sit down with LeBron and owners of the NBA and the top players, Giannis and all that kind of stuff. And I want, I want him to explain, okay, so here's what we've got guys. We're going to cut back the regular season. So owners, you're going to have less revenue coming in, less home games, less money that you're going to be made. Players, you're going to have less money because you're going to play a shorter season and you're not going to get nearly the kinds of millions of dollars that you'd like to have because we have to shorten up the season, which means you'll have to take some cut and pay. 
Tell me how that's going to fly. Tell me how, when is it ever, ever in your lifetime? I'm 50, okay? Tell me when has it ever been sports reduces? Ever. When is that ever, 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 ever happened in the world of sports? College football plays more now. The NBA plays more now. Major League Baseball plays more now. The NFL plays more now. On and on. More playoffs. More this. More that. More, 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 more. Now, guys make a lot more money. Owners make a lot more money. TV deals are in the billions of dollars. Billions of dollars is what TV deals are right now. You think everybody's willing to start giving that up because Adam Silver says, well, we're going to look at everything and, you know, I don't know what to do, but I'm just going to stand up here and just say nonsense. These guys are out of their mind. You think the players want less money? The owners want less money? Well, wear and tear on their body. Okay. Coaches are going to do what they do now. They're going to sit star players here, there, and the other. Well, when you have the season starting in like, fall and it ends in summer they literally cover all four seasons of the calendar year they play in the fall they play in the winter they play in the spring they play in the summer but we need more games more tournaments we thought that the, the hawks didn't make a single move at the trade deadline i don't even know if charlotte made a move at the deadline what i do know is it didn't inspire anybody you know it's not inspiring anybody to get the nine and ten seed Everybody's fighting to get the hell out of that spot. Everybody's like, I don't want to be there. I don't want to play two play-in games. And the matchups that you end up with last year was Washington and Charlotte in one of the play-in games. I wouldn't watch that game if it was in my cul-de-sac and they paid me the TV rights to broadcast it and I didn't have to do anything. If they said, stand out in your cul-de-sac with a Stogie and a Budweiser and just watch what goes on, and we'll give you all the TV money for it, I'd have been like, nah, I'm good. I'm going to go eat a hoagie. But this guy's just, and I like Adam Silver. I think he's done some good things for the league, but he's insane when we talk about this. I mean, yeah, let's, in a perfect world, let's start at Christmas, have a 60-game NBA regular season, After about 30 games, have the All-Star game. 30 more, have the rest of the season. Wrap the playoffs up by Mother's Day, and let's move on with an NBA schedule. You think that's going to happen? You think there's any chance whatsoever that's going to be the NBA solution? You think that Steve Ballmer and Giannis and LeBron and um, Tony Ressler are going to say, yep, Let's just make it a 60-game start at Christmas sprint marathon. Well, that's what the fans want. They don't give a damn what the fans want. They want that TV money. You know why NBA franchises are worth billion? You know why Steve Ballmer had to pay $2 billion for the LA Clippers, even though their former owner was run out of the league and he still had to pay $2 billion for it? It's because the TV contracts and everything are so enormous right now that there's cash money hand over fist to be made from all of this. They're not going to do what it really takes. They're not going to do that in a million years. 
So why is he all harum, 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 from, you know, we got to fix this, we got to fix that. He ain't fixing nothing. And and let me tell you what's not going to fix it. Adding more play-in games, adding some tournament. Like, how's that going to fix anything? The more we play, the better it's going to be. We're already, it's already too tiring now. Who gives a damn if you're not in a local market? Who gives a damn about Memphis and, I don't know, Charlotte on a Tuesday night in the middle of November? Nobody cares. You know, we watch the Hawks and follow the Hawks because we're Hawks fans and we root from. I don't give a damn about watching the Charlotte Hornets take on the Indiana Pacers on ESPN on Tuesday night. Nobody cares about that stuff. But Adam Silver out there, we got to find a way to fix all this. Uh, They're never going to do what it's going to take to fix it. Understand that. He can bloviate all he wants, but you're never going to fix the problem at its core. All right, that is it for another edition of Hitting Hard with John Chuckery. Again, we ask you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Give us a subscribe, a hit, click, just like that. You subscribe and we get rocking rockin and rolling. Uh, also, give us a like, review us, tell us what you think about the show. We appreciate all the feedback. We appreciate everybody listening in, following along. Follow me on Twitter at JMCH316. We will be back with you tomorrow morning. It is Hitting Hard with John Chuckery on Locked On Sports Atlanta.